Here we go. Hey there, folks. This is your host, Cameron Ivey of Privacy Please, and thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. If this is your first time, welcome to the show. Tell your friends about it if you like it. If you don't, let's just pretend you didn't listen to it. Thanks again for coming in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Alrighty then, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Privacy Please. I am your host, Cameron Ivey, and we got another fantastic broadcast for you. Let's dive into it. Let's talk about the ultimate guide for CPRA compliance. I got that checklist for you. So get your pen and pencil ready and let's dive in. The California Privacy Rights Act, which is the CPRA, goes into effect on July 1st, 2023 and protects a wide range of privacy rights for California residents. CPRA statues and regulations build upon the privacy rights recognized by the earlier California Consumer Privacy Act, which is known as CCPA, as, uh, such as requiring businesses to notify consumers how their information will be used and obtain explicit consent, fulfill, request to know, inquiries from consumers in a timely manner and protect consumer privacy by providing accessible opt-outs and private information deletion requests. <gasps> New rights also include the right to correct inaccurate information, limits to data collection and its uses, the right to receive notice of personal data use, and the right to ask businesses to stop using sensitive personal data. Did you get all that? Great, because I'm not done. The CPRA can be seen as California's version of the EU's General Data Protection Regulation, GDPR, and applies to businesses outside of the state of California. The rules and regulations, while not as extensive as those within the GDPR, can be difficult to parse down and understand, um, but here we cover the highlights you need to know about the CPRA, as well as what you can do to make sure your organization remains compliant. Shall we? Which businesses need to be CPRA compliant? At first glance, it may seem like the CPRA applies only to businesses based in California. However, the CPRA regulates any business, including those based outside of the United States that collect personal information from California consumers, with the exception of nonprofit organization or government agencies. A business or organization is subject to CPRA regulations if it earned $25 million in gross revenue during the previous calendar year, process data for more than 100,000 consumers, earns more than half of its annual revenue from selling consumers' personal information. If you're scaling or conducting any business online, it will become increasingly difficult to com confidently disregard the CPRA. Small businesses with no online footprint may be able to safely ignore CPRA regulations, but many other businesses that have a digital presence as advised to be privacy forward 
as they may soon reach the threshold for CPRA conditions. Now, what types of data are regulated by the CPRA? Personal data that is protected by the CPRA includes names, ages, birthdays, location information, mailing, billing, and email addresses, credit card numbers, social security numbers, income or similar information, internet browsing and search history, political and religious affiliations, biometric data. In short, forms of personally identifiable information, PII, are protected by the CPRA. Even if a business is not selling or sharing it, it is vital to protect this collected information with the most secure measures. Industries that tend to collect greater amounts of sensitive private information include the financial, healthcare, higher education, e-commerce, manufacturing, and telecommunication industries. Due to the increased regulation of service providers and contractors who have access to personal information, businesses need to be aware of the information they are collecting, as well as how it is being stored, accessed, and protected. The best starting point to determine your organization's compliance with CPRA is through sensitive data discovery. Now, here are the five steps for becoming CPRA compliant. If your business collects forms of PII, or Special Personal Information, SPI, from consumers and customers based in the United States, then it is in your best interest to become CPRA compliant. Even if your customer base isn't made up of predominantly of California residents, if your services are available to those residing in the United States, there's the likelihood that your organization has or will at some point collect PII or SPI that is protected under the CPRA. Below are five recommended steps an organization should take to become CPRA compliant. Let's go ahead and get into them. Number one, get an accurate read of your organization's data. Most organizations think they know the scope of data that they collect, but it's very common for data to be hidden in unexpected places. In order, f- in order to be CPRA compliant or compliant with any type of legal regulation, your team should be aware of all the collected data in your organization, what types of data are being collected on an ongoing basis, and where all sensitive data lives. Data discovery can be a tricky process because certain data, like unstructured data, it's not as easily uh, searchable, right? So thankfully, there are sensitive data discovery tools that can aid security teams in the process uh, while providing efficient, accurate results. Number two, create and implement classification for your organization's data. Once you have a full understanding of all the data that lives within your organization, you can begin organizing that data with classification labels. This is important because not all pieces of data need to be treated with the same level of security or are required to live within your organization's network for the same lengths of time. Data classification will make monitoring and remediating data much easier for your organization's security team. And the tools are available that can automate classification once your organization sets specified perimeters and terminology. Number three. Take necessary remediation steps. Remediation does not always mean deletion. The best next step will depend on the types of sensitive data your organization has acquired. It includes actions like cleansing, organizing, and migrating data so it it is fit for what its intended purpose while adhering to compliance regulations. Number four, 
makes subject rights requests easy for consumers and for your team. Under the CPRA, uh, California consumers are entitled to request information in how their personal data is being used. These requests should be easy for your customers and just as easy for your security and legal teams to process. Since the CPRA stipulates that these requests must acknowledge within 10 days and fulfilled within 45 days, it's important to have a system in place that works efficiently. This is where compliance automation tools equipped with features like AI-driven name recognition, identify um, identity matches, and comprehensive dashboards. These can help your organization remain CPR compliant. Number five, create data governance and data classification policies. Once you've properly organized and accessed your data, your organization should create data governance and data classification policies to ensure that everyone on your team is on the same page. When everyone in your organization knows who owns what, your team can work more efficiently and accurately. So what are the what are the risks of CPRA non-compliance? If your business is found in violation of CPRA, there may be financial penalties. The penalties for violations are determined by the nature of the offense. So the penalty for mistakes is 2000 per offense. The penalty for mistakes resulting from negligence is 2500 per offense. And the penalty for willful disregard of regulations is 7500 per offense. Given the CPR penalties are per individual violation, costs of non-compliance can quickly add up to millions of dollars. Aside from the financial penalties your organizations may incur, the general public is also taking privacy rights more seriously. From a reputation standpoint, your business may see its reputation damaged if you're accused or found in violation of CPRA. Trust from your customers and community is too valuable to risk. So, ladies and gentlemen, I think we learned a valuable lesson here. CPRA, no longer CCPA, it's just getting more and more serious. And these things are just going to continue to pile up, so please pay attention. And if you guys have any questions, please feel free to reach out. Happy to to answer and uh, excited. So, things are moving forward. Privacy is becoming more and more serious. And I couldn't be any more excited. So hope you learned something today. Um, and so happy to be back after the Hurricane Ian uh, came through Florida. So that was a fun time, but everything's okay, at least for my family and the people that I know. So if anybody was affected by it, um, please send our deepest uh, sincerity and uh, hope hope that there were no uh, casualties or anything like that. And, Uh, I think we were pretty fortunate in terms of the the size of the storm, but um, love and peace to to all your families out there. And and thank you again for always listening. Um, And we'll we'll be back next week with uh, hopefully an interview or an unplugged. So getting back on track. Thanks again for your support. We'll see you guys next week. Cameron Ivy, over and out. Hey, you guys made it all the way to the end. Thanks for listening. Again, if this is your first time, we really appreciate the support and everyone that's always been around since the beginning. We love you guys. Keep supporting privacy, please. And we'll always have new content each and every week. Cameron Ivy, over and out.